Welcome. I'm Suresh Rao, Artistic Director and Co-Founder of the Indian Summer Festival, and we're glad to share this event with you. Indian Summer Festival's podcast series was recorded at ISF 2020. In response to the global pandemic, our 10th anniversary edition moved online with 10 specially curated events. From Grammy Award-winning musicians to emerging poets, Nobel Prize-winning economists to visionary environmental warriors, this year's programming spanned literary dialogues, intellectual debates, musical performances, and interactive visual arts experiences. I'd like to thank a few institutions for standing by us in a difficult time and helping us to continue to present outstanding artists and serve our loyal and growing audience. Special thanks to our founding partners, Simon Fraser University, major partners, Langara College and the University of British Columbia, our emerging artist sponsor, RBC, music series partner, Creative BC, our funders, the Government of Canada, the City of Vancouver, Vancouver Foundation, Province of BC and the BC Arts Council, and of course, our media partners, the Georgia Strait, CBC and Spice Radio. Welcome to It Could Be Verse, Poetry for a Pandemic. For centuries, poetry has been the literary form that has told the stories of our times. Poets have been the chroniclers of our battles, the heralds of our celebrations, and the ones who offered us solace in times of need. Join me and my co-host, poet, spoken word artist, and organizer, Angelika Solomon, as we take you from Vancouver to Mumbai to Abu Dhabi, for a series of intimate readings by outstanding poets from around the world, offering us literature as shelter, medicine, and mirror. We've turned our original two-hour event into three separate episodes for the purposes of this podcast, with each episode featuring poems grouped around a common theme. Poetry for a Pandemic is presented by SFU Library. In the third and last episode of our It Could Be Verse series, you're going to listen to poems that talk about the natural world, our inner worlds, containment and liberation. Well, coming in, we have the theme of, as we said, nature, inner world and containment. And we would like to present our first poet, Renee Saklikar. I'm Renee Saragini Saklikar. I'm a poet and I teach creative writing at Simon Fraser University. From 2015 to 2018, I was the first yay, poet laureate for the city of Surrey. And today I'm here doing poetry for our pandemic with a shout out to the Indian Summer Festival on their 10 year anniversary. Yay, what a great festival. I've had the great privilege of being part of it and I look forward to many more years. Today, I'm going to read one of my poems from my current book, Listening to the Bees. I co-wrote it with one of the world's leading bee scientists, Dr. Mark Winston, and uh, it's published by BC's own Nightwood Editions. So the poem I'm going to read is from a very personal part of the book. It's about my relationship to bees and my obsession with them, really, and how that came to happen. So here it is. It's called The Legend of the Bees. Oh, and I'm here in my living room with my beloved books, sitting cross-legged in my yoga pants, um, looking out over a really beautiful day as I more or less self-isolate. All right, so here's The Legend of the Bees. Lotus, petals, 
folded open, floating, that name forgotten, servant girl dancing, warmed copper pot, a drop of oil, swirled, poured, those shadow puppets, papery thin, cut, stingless trigona, bohemia tree, planted earthenware, and enormous, above, the bees, hind legs bundled with white pollen, baby, red patiana, sari, wrapped, untied, ankles released, brown eyes ready to focus. That threshold long beans after flowers, hollowed, dry stem above the trunk. Oh, that's how they'd get in to nest, and then would fly out, circling above forehead untouched, sweet emanations just beyond reach, endless. Stay safe, everyone. Next is the prolific and highly respected Punjabi writer Ajmer Rode reading to us in both English and Punjabi from Vancouver, Canada. Before I read my poem, I must congratulate the Indian Summer Festival team for creating this wonderful poetry reading, a momentous event indeed, as it highlights the healing power of poetry in grim times like the present ones. I feel honored to be part of this event and thank the ISF for its continued effort to promote artistic expression. I am Ajmer Rode, have published books of poetry, drama and translation in Punjabi and English. I am going to read Mustard Flowers one of my poems on lonely souls. The poem was written years ago, but is as relevant in these days, filled with COVID-19 loneliness. Mustard flowers. If you see an old man sitting alone at this bus stop and wonder who he is, I can tell you, he's my father. He's not waiting for a bus or a friend, nor is he taking a brief rest before resuming his walk. He does not intend to shop in the nearby stores either. He's just sitting there on the bench. Occasionally he smiles and talks. No one listens. Nobody is interested. And he does not seem to care if someone listens or not. A stream of cars, buses and people flows on the road. A river of images, metaphors and similes flows through his head. When everything stops at the traffic lights, it's midnight back in his village. Morning starts when lights turn green. When someone honks, his neighbor's dog barks. And when a yellow car passes by, a thousand mustard flowers bloom in his head. Uh, I'll read uh, the Punjabi version of this poem now. Uh, 
इट्स कॉल्ड सरों के फुल जे ती कस अड्डे बैठा कलम कला बजुर्ग वेखू तो हैरान ना होना मैनू पता वो कौन है वो मेरा बाप है वो किसी बस की उड़ीक नहीं कर रहा ना किसी दोस्त मित्र की ना ही वह तुरदा तुरदा सह लैन इतने दो पल अटकया है वो आस पास किसी दुकान पर जाने मंशा भी नहीं वो तो बस उंज ही बैठा है बेंच से कद कदाई एवं मुस्करा पता है कोई गल भी करता है पर सुन वाला कोई नहीं सड़क पर बसा कारा लोगों की नदी वही है वो सिर बिंबा रूपक अलंकारा का दरिया वगदा है जो बत्तियां लाल हो जाए सब कुछ खड़ जाता है तो पिछे वो पिंड अद्धी रात हो जाती है बत्तियां हरिया हो जा सवेर हो जाती है जो कोई कार का हारन बजा है तो वो पिंड गुआढ़ियों का कुत्ता भोंक रहा हूँ तो जो कोई पीली कार लंघती है तो वो सिर लखा हजार सरों के फुल खिड़ जाते हैं थैंक यू धनवाद Writer, dancer, and forward poetry prize-winning poet Tishani Doshi joins us from Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. Hello, everyone. My name is Tishani Doshi, and uh, I'm a writer and a dancer. Um, thank you to the Indian Summer Festival for inviting me to read a poem, um, mainly because it allows me to get out of my pajamas and to wear something festive. I want to read a poem to you. called mandala this is a new poem i wrote it in lockdown here in abu dhabi where i teach at nyu and i think i've always been obsessed with the idea of the relationship between the micro and macro more so now uh where every sense of border or boundary is being threatened um the poem also riffs off this um the picture of dorian gray by oscar wilde sometimes this disconnect we have with our own selves that idea of one version of us eternally young in the attic and the other version selling itself out in the world um so i guess trying to reconcile these different ideas these these different membranes and these different um levels of seeing so this is mandala anyone who believes a leaf is just a leaf is missing the point In the attic there's a picture of ginkgo growing steadily yellow while the body of ginkgo remains evergreen as he works his way through opium dens and bordellos I'd like to tell you not to worry reality has a way of sorting itself out but panic is infectious the scare arrives when you're doing jumping jacks or organizing the cutlery some moment of low cosmological drama interrupted by the discovery of a lump or the 9 o'clock news and suddenly every door handle is a death sentence how lonely it must have been for the first astronomers freezing on their terraces trying to catch the light of far away moons through their spyglasses sometimes it's hard to know whether you're speeding up or slowing down time that wobbly trampoline confuses us 
We stitch our days and nights one to the other, and it's like embroidering a galaxy, but even galaxies recede from one another. Once a woman played my body as though it were a harp. I slept on a wooden plank and she strummed the strings below until I became a whale shark pounding through the oceans aeons ago. I emerged as if out of a wormhole, which is to say more or less intact. For days I felt fins where my cheeks should have been. We talk of bodies as though we could not understand the universe within them, even though we've all gaped at the stump of a tree and understood that time moves outwards in a circle. And while everything seems endless, there's always a ring of something permeable holding us in. Sometimes we leave the house without our masks and it's a relief to take a break from who we are. Dwarf star, prayer bell, lone stag feeding in the gorse. Something will hold a mirror to our faces when really all we need is to be led upstairs. Listen now to Pindar Dulai, author of three highly regarded collections of poetry, speaking from Surrey, Canada. Hi, hello. I'm here from reading from uh, Surrey, BC, my home. I'll read three poems for today. Uh, one is a reference to life in containment. The other two are poems of love and language. Stay safe out there and I hope you take care. Dance or dance. The light shuffle. Bring the wrist up to the moon, curve your hand around the scythe and begin. Luminous silver caress, night swallows music fingers. Fingers on the skin, skin to base, skin to treble, tip to da, din to tip, rapture around your hip. Slapping thals along your curves, playing das into your cheeks, sending songs onto your navel. Flourish a dadratal cycle around your waist, tender rivulets along the inner thighs, and land upon the shoreline where I dance to a different tune. This is called Subadar. It's in uh, honor of the arrival of the Kamagata Maru into the Barad Inlet in late May in 1914. Subedar. Deep within my body, a yellow tongue licks the wall, the floor, the beds, and the cramped benches, and moves around the unloved who slumber each day. <clears throat> Deep within my body, a babe sniffles, drinking the nutrition out of her mother. Deep within my body, a young boy wonders, of an ocean and scaling mountains. Deep within my body, a doctor coughs, seeing that his oath will mean nothing here, his educated fears seeking safety on all sides. Deep within my body, men become darkness itself, their smiles suffocate on barren stomachs. In the deep darkness where no one sleeps, fear and ignorance consume each other, and madness settles in to sleep and love. How Lingua and I met in conversation. Lingers, fragrance, lime on sleeve, licorice smile. 
lingers, pears small in the crease of the palm, peeling preambles, flickering words, pulsating amid a figured candle, shadows swaying from hand to waist, arching upwards. Incisor crunching on soft sunlit peach flesh, the cool dew collecting in droplets from your lips. Perhaps the nautical mile, undulating, rippling, brush, breaking out in crescendo. Will we always do this, the way we end sentences, how you capture my lips in your conclusion? The sun's sliver rolled between our fingers, touching, burning, searing, incinerating desire on a bevy of lilacs. To fill your alcove soul with a candle, these fingers nibs, I lovers, a lover's inscriptions inscribed in a curved flame on your back. The world will know you are my beloved and I am the chasm of your muse. The flicker of the clear crystal shroud draping from your bosom lingers, lighting up your halo, my blue flame finger running up each soft disc, nudge into the soft spaces, a paper-thin nail, creasing your skin from within, stretched you disappear into a droplet fallen from a cerulean sky. Thank you. Next up is Meruna Ghani, writer and lifelong poet, speaking from Victoria, Canada. Hello. My name is Meharuna Gani. I am a South Asian woman. I have brown skin, shoulder length, black hair with wisps of gray. I'm wearing a turquoise blue top and I'm sitting on a chair and I have a rainbow colored scarf around my neck and I'm also wearing a moonstone necklace, which is one of my favorite stones. I'm in a room that has lavender walls. I have a bookshelf behind me with a series of poetry books, books from Rumi, Hafez, um, a shelf full of journals of diaries of my own and my own published poetry books. I also am surrounded by ceramic pots and art of all kinds of things and my little teddy bear is in the corner that I had when I was six years old. I am located in Victoria, Vancouver Island, British Columbia. And with that, I'd like to acknowledge with respect, with deep gratitude, the Leguanguan peoples. And this includes the Sanhis, Esquimalt, and Wasanich nations. I'd like to thank the Indian Summer Festival and especially Suresh and Laura for inviting me again this year to participate. I've known them for a few years and it's great to be here with everybody. So I'm gonna read a few poems. The first one is called Storm Gathers. Within circles of evergreens, back and forth giants swayed, squeaked, creaked, tongues of pine hissed, softly hushed, softly loud, Silence, hushed, loud, silence. Hisses became whispers, whispers became moans, moans became language, language became speech. Speech interrupted, wind chimes rattled, clouds burst, 
loud, hushed, silence. Second poem, texture. Stitched words, sewed sounds, swiped tunes, like orchestral maneuvers in the dark, stroked, structured strings. Closed eyes, Manhattan brothers came alive, popping tongues in Zulu. We wandered with feet unwashed from dirt collected on Brighton's beach where toes pushed pedals to re-loop creation and beatbox tunes bounced against the skin of those who walked before us. Today, the sun is bright. Tender eyes searched for Tulsi, not sure why, she entered this hazy, textured dream. Eyes squeezed song lines to a time when Penguin Cafe Orchestra pulled us aside. No Dulce in sight, only the sea. And this last poem is inspired by the Indian Summer Festival's theme this year. I'd like to leave you with this happy 10th anniversary and I enjoy and I enjoyed being here with you all. This river is language. You said you were lost. She laid her divinity before you. How did you respond? Was it the mirror you expected? Did you see your noble reflection? Did you find yourself there? within her? Did you take a moment, trace each wrinkle, contour, edge, pause on shapely dots and crosses? Did you stop to enunciate consonants, linger over vowels, grasp grammar, understand her letters? Did you clear obstructions, boulders, dams to set her free? There is a message behind the words, between the spaces, something sacred shared. She is your gift and you are her mirror. Are you still lost? Thank you so much and enjoy the Indian Summer Festival. Take care of yourselves, be safe, and happy 10th anniversary to the Indian Summer Festival team. Closing our It Could Be Verse series is the legendary literary bluesman, Arthur Flowers, joining us from Syracuse in the United States of America. I am Flowers of the Delta clan, Flowers and the line of Oculus. I am Hoodoo. I am Griot. 
say to the Indian Summerfest family, because I love being part of what you do. And I decided if I didn't have but one thing to say, in these trying times in which we find ourselves, that I was going to say, hold on. When you feel like you can't go on, hold on. My master legions, my sturdy champions of the social contract, determined to get as many souls through this as we can. You know what you gotta do to survive. You gotta hold on. And when you feel weary, feel like you can't go on, think about all the folk who don't have what you have. what you can to care for others. Hold on. And I feel like I'm part of the moment when I'm here speaking to you. Because when my people gather together like this in peace and love and harmony, then that place, that gathering place, this place, this moment is holy ground. It is a healing song. Flowers, always a benediction. 
I I'm trying to pick up some of those lines just to digest. It's you know my sturdy companions of the social contract. Yeah, I'm just trying to you know there's so much now, so much density. I'm trying to just pick out these lines. Uh, someone so beautifully said, um, Rene, thank you. Uh, your poetry is sweet as the honey of the bees. Trust <laughs> Rene to bring the language of the bees into this. Ajmer um, Rode, you know, he says, when everything stops at the traffic lights, it's midnight back in his village. And that image, when a yellow car passes, a thousand mustard flowers bloom in his head. I mean, I'll never look at someone sitting in a bus stop <laughs> Makes me think of every Sardarji I know that sits at a bus stop. <laughs> I know, and that's so rich what he just did. That explosion went on in my mind too. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciated Dulai's poem referencing the Kamagata Maru, which the anniversary, as you may know, just passed yeah. of that history of that unfortunate and violently racist history in Canada. And it talks about this ship personified as a mother. Well, I mean, um, yeah, there's so much. Um, I think all this this poetry gives us. So we've heard many poets, but we haven't heard one yet who's been co-hosting this evening with me, Angelica. And I think it's time to um, share with people your latest Fruticana on Fraser Street. For anyone... Um, Who's in Vancouver, Fruticana on Fraser Street is a shop that uh, feels like many um, play, places that, if, that the diaspora goes to shop. There's this strange mixture of the smell of gunny bag and dusty rice and linseed oil and turmeric that you walk in and that smell hits you. But Angelica quite lovelyly said that it's not a place where you go to buy things. It's a place that you go to wait for something. And it's so true. I mean, I think um, there are places, there are cultures in which marketplaces are not just places of commerce. They're the hubs of community. And thanks to, thanks to everybody here for joining us. And we will leave you tonight with one last gulab jamun, one sweetness for the end. So thanks, thanks again, um, Angelica Solomon with Fruticana on Fraser Street. The Fruity Canna on Fraser Street is a frozen food aisle airport terminal. I'm silently wheeling a shopping cart cage to receive the baggage that New Delhi's incoming flight will gift. She brings Christmas presents locked in boxes. Things from over there, like jasmine tea, Nani's gold ring, and other nice things you can't buy here. The Fruity Canna on Fraser Street is a resting campus while the students are on holiday. I give her the tour like it's freshman orientation. Imagine this room on a good afternoon. All the students are raving to be someplace. You could stand on any rooftop and watch them pulse like boombox, but today it is crumpled homework tumbleweed, quietly existing. The Fruity Canna on Fraser Street is an unfamiliar halfway point of ESL classroom. The produce hallways are always full of cooking lessons. I've heard it over dinner. It goes, I came here with X dollars in my pocket. I've swallowed the bitterness of it with a spoonful of cooling raita. It goes, I stood in line for a can and I would do it again. Swallow it, see if it upsets your stomach. It goes, I asked a BBG for milk for you and she gave it willingly. 
I'd like to thank her for that meal. The misting over greens are all the rainfalls between welcome to Canada and come again soon. This market is never as roaring bargain as over there. It's empty classroom, an empty courtyard, an empty nest. And this is where I come every day. Just imagine the people. Just imagine it louder. Just imagine it on a good day. And that's home. The Fruity Canna on Fraser Street is her rented room, stripped of its sheets. She just got here, but I'm always preparing for her to leave. It's a late check-in, the overdue hello. It's the early checkout, the expected goodbye. This grocery store is always in transition, but it's also always been here. When I drive her through the city, she breathes in all the unfamiliar stars. But when we turn right on 49, she says, oh, my Fraser Street, oh, my Fraser Street. To me, it's full of color, but feels incomplete without the people. The BBG behind a perfect stack of apples knows liminality better than Tumblr thread. She curls her lip at me, like the fruity canna on Fraser Street is our secret in-between, as if only we know that a new start can be liminal. While the fans in Fruity Canna are helicoptering, we hover, not landing. This is not over there. It's a grocery store checkout line. This is not over there. It's just a hum of some rich guzzle. All we hear as we wait to pay is the static crackled song in the speakers overhead.